You want me to talk about RiseConf? Something funny from RiseConf, please. Actually, there was something funny, but I didn't even witness it. It's really sad. So, like, my RiseConf story is very boring. You know, I saw Joel Spolsky speak, and Joel Spolsky is co-founder of Stack Overflow. So he's like nerd royalty. His site has the answers. Well, it does have all the answers. It has a lot of answers to a lot of things. Well, it has Stack Exchange now, so it does have the answers to like everything. But we still go to Reddit and Quora. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Who's to Quora? No one goes to Quora if they've got a choice. Google points me there. Quora is always asking me to register so I can see the answer. And I'm always like, you know what? I don't want to see the answer that much. I'd rather be ignorant than register. Close tab. But that was my story from Rise. It's kind of boring. The funnier story that I wasn't there for, sadly, is some of my colleagues were there and they saw this person with a funny hat. And they're like, I want to see what this person with the funny hat is here for. And then the guy who was with her was like, I don't know, that hat looks kind of like a giant dick. <laughs> they go up to this person and the person turns around and actually he was wrong. The hat wasn't a giant dick. The hat was a giant vagina. <laughs> It was actually a sex toy startup. So, fun times. <laughs> and uh, the sex toy startup gave her a bag that has like a Chinese takeaway box on it with a suggestive fortune cookie that says, stay in and eat out. But sadly, I missed all this because I actually didn't go for the last day of the conference. I actually, I went to a different exhibition and got free cake, but I sadly missed the uh, filthy hats. Is that a good enough story? Yeah. It would have been funnier if I'd been there, but sadly I'm just recounting this to you secondhand. It would have been hilarious if it were you. <laughs> it was like, oh, I want to see the funny hat. Oh my God, no. My delicate sensibilities. Do you want to talk about your milk? <laughs> that, sounds <laughs> that sounds even worse. This is just me being mocked in the office for drinking cups of milk. There's free milk in the office, actually. There's free milk in the office. There's literally a fridge full of milk. Milk is expensive in Hong Kong. I'm just like chugging cups of milk. Actually, no, I'm not drinking that much milk. But there is free milk in the office. Is it the good milk? It is Meiji brand milk. I think that's quite good. It's pretty good. You're I nodding. Like it. There's soy milk as well. Not bad. It's getting it's a bit too trendy now. A too, it's a very trendy office. There's beer in the office too. Are they going to move you out at some point? I'm sure they're going to move us out at some point. <laughs> but yeah. I'm I'm being mercilessly mocked in the office for just drinking milk. They're like, what are you, five? And I'm like, I just like milk. All right, enough about me. What about you? What was your fun story? It's not very fun. I'm just watching the World Cup. Isn't There's nothing fun about the World Cup. Well, there's nothing fun now because football's not coming home. I'm devastated, actually. I'm genuinely sad. I've been singing three lines to myself for like the past week. When have you been singing three lines to yourself? So in the office... It's just a funny coincidence, but the three of us who sit in a row on this line of desks are all from the UK. And so the three of us are all like, three lines on the shirt. Oh, I can't sing. It's terrible. You just have to pretend that I sang that in tune. And yeah, you know, it's coming home. It's coming. The guy, anyway, whatever. Sad face. The guy next to you. Oh, again, the guy. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. It's the same guy who had the uh, the funny hat story, in fact. The day before he went to this conference, drew on the whiteboard a big England flag and wrote, it's coming home. And then 
the day he was at the conference, obviously he was away. So he had the hat experience. And then today when he was back, someone had wiped off the England flag from the whiteboard and covered his monitor and post-it notes that said, it's not coming home. Ha ha ha. And he was devastated. He was actually genuinely quite upset. How did you console him? I was sad too, man. I was sad too. I was like, yeah, this is not on. You woke up at 2am to watch the game? Three. Three. Okay. So So I missed the first half. So you missed the first half where we were actually doing well. And you just got to see the devastating decline into mediocrity and defeat. Yes, but it was a hopeful decline. It wasn't devastating. It wasn't devastating. Isn't this a classic and English thing to do? This is this is how it always goes for England, where it's like, oh yeah, it's going so well, come on England. And then it's like, oh no, we just suck. And then we lose. I was likening it to the tennis where we're like, come on, Tim, try harder. <laughs> Tim is not winning anything. At least we've got Andy Murray. He's Scottish, though. He's Scottish. This isn't... <laughs> Sad. Very sad. Tiger Tim is so wet. It's completely opposite. Still, we could come third. Yeah, we'll see. At the time we're recording this, the third place playoff and finals have not yet happened. So we don't actually know. I actually didn't stay up to watch the semi-finals. So I didn't actually see the England game. I was actually really blasé because I was chatting to these French people and they were like, oh, do you want to come watch the game uh, this evening? Well, I say this evening at 2am. Where would you have gone? Oh, I didn't, I didn't actually ask. I didn't actually find out where they were proposing to watch it. Because I was like, oh, no, 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 sorry. I've actually got this, this. I had this terrible meeting in the morning that I had to go to. Is that because it's a morning meeting or was it genuine? It was, it was like a client meeting. And, you know, like, I'm a programmer. They don't usually let me outside. And I had to go to a client meeting. So it was like, I better be on my best behavior. I better not be wrecked. So I didn't go and watch it, but then I was really flippant. I was like, oh, it's cool. I'll just watch the final with you guys on the weekend. And they were like, England-France final. And I was like, oh, England-France final. This is going to be brutal. (laughs) But no, I was counting my chickens before they're hatched. You're saved from social awkwardness. At the expense of a nation's happiness. Don't put it like that. Don't put it like that. It's terrible. I would happily suffer social awkwardness to see England win. I was genuinely looking forward to, you know, I'm quite an introverted person, despite how it appears in this podcast. Uh, you're not an introverted person. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. It's funny because in my own self-conception of myself, I'm quite an introverted person. Maybe this is why I just find it exhausting all the time because I'm naturally an introverted person. And I'm just like amping it up constantly to, you know. I don't, know. I don't think I would be friends with you if you were introverted. You'd be a bit boring. It's mentally exhausting to portray this extroverted persona. That's why I'm always really tired. Anyway, completely lost my train of thought. You're an introverted <laughs> person. I don't know how we got there. How did we get here? I don't you have know. a meeting. Something, something. You have to socialise. Something, something, football. Something, something. Yeah, I would genuinely was so excited for England's performance in the World Cup that I was actually really up for going to a pub to watch it. Like, I genuinely would have gone and watched it at two in the morning had I not had that meeting. You can still do it tomorrow night. Oh, no. I mean, look, third place. That's not even first loser. That's second loser. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard. I've never heard that before. Do you you like my creativity? You're you're a scary person. (laughs) I'm a scary person. 
I'm so harmless. It's first or nothing. Anyway, whilst I was watching the World Cup late at night, I discovered that, actually, what am I talking about? I've always known there's a lizard just roaming my flat. You don't have one of these. No, I don't have a lizard. (laughs) At least I've never seen a lizard in this flat. Maybe it's just better at hiding. You've just had roaches, no mice, nothing. In your, in your like, just had roaches. It makes it sound so bad. I saw a cockroach once and I executed it with great vengeance. I don't know, whatever the word is. There's never been another one, thankfully. In all time, in your time at university, in your time in London. What? No pests, bugs. Oh no, loads of bugs and stuff. What's uh, most, yeah. Im- most impressive? I mean, in England, mice. Mice all the time. There's so many mice. You had mice? Yeah, in my parents' house, not in London, the one out in the village. So many mice. You know, mice are really acrobatic. Like, mice are actually like, you know, like, mice can do like ninja wall jumps. I don't know if you knew this. I can't remember how it got there. I think my sister managed to trap a mouse in a dustbin, like quite a high wall dustbin. And she was showing, you know, the rest of us. Look, I trapped this mouse in the dustbin. She took off the lid and the mouse literally did like ninja wall kick jumps and jumped out of the bin and just like shot off into the distance. And we were like, whoa. Maybe this isn't normal. Maybe it was like a Matrix mouse or something. Anyway, this isn't about mice. This is surely about lizards. Yeah, but I wanted to find your view first before I I shared mine. I don't know what to do about it. I've been told, oh, it's fine. It's going to eat all the other bugs. Yeah, lizards are fine. I'm not, I'm not okay with that. A lizard's vermin, like mice are vermin, right? Lizards are just lizards. Lizards don't like reproduce explosively. No, you're right. Just don't like sharing my flat with some... With a friendly lizard? Yeah. Friendly, you said like you opened your bathroom door and it just popped out and it was like, hello. Yeah, but I jumped. I, <laughs> I jumped onto the toilet. Well, I can't help it if you're a wuss. I didn't know what it was. I, <laughs> I do think this is really funny because I'm just like disparaging you for this lizard. I mean, maybe it's like a velociraptor or something. I mean, is this like Jurassic Park? There was like this snuff of hot breath and then like the door handle jiggled and opened and out came this bipedal monster. Or was it like a tiny scurrying lizard? Tiny scurrying lizard, I'm sorry. I am a wuss. This is what I play games with the music of. <laughs> Let's see how we do with Prey. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. E3 post-mortem. And some news rapid fire. Rapid fire news. (laughs) Let's see if we actually manage to do rapid fire or if it ends up becoming... 10 minutes of rambling. (laughs) Rapid fire rambling. Rapid fire rambling, yeah. So what have you been playing, Sir Michael? Honestly, I've actually not been playing very much. I've been playing PUBG and Slay the Spire. I mean, that's about it. I say that, I mean, I actually have played some other stuff too, as you pointed out to me, because of being able to see what I'm actually playing on Steam. I've been playing Prey, obviously. Very good. We'll talk about that next time. Most of the random stuff I've been playing that you are seeing on my Steam history 
is because of the Steam spring cleaning event. Which is quite funny because it's, hey, go and play games from your backlog. It's like, what? That's what this podcast is about. Although actually, funnily enough, we mostly haven't been playing games from our backlog recently for the podcast, but never mind that. So I did play a bunch of backlog games. For how long? Honestly, most of them for like 10 minutes, long enough to get the Steam Spring Cleaning badge. I did play Immortal Defense for 10 hours. Funnily enough, not for Steam Spring Cleaning. I played it like two minutes for Steam Spring Cleaning, but then that reminded me it existed. And then a few weeks later, I was like, you know what? I actually would like to finish Immortal Defense. After two minutes, you knew this. Well, I played it for like an hour in the past because I think I must have seen it in some list of like hidden indie gems or something. It's literally like a tower defense game, but with a cool sci-fi plot. And playing it just that little bit for the spring cleaning event reminded me, you know what? I want to know how this game ends. Like, I want to know how the story ends. And so I just played like another eight hours one day. And actually, I didn't even get to the end. I got to like 80% of the way through and then the strategy that had carried me through the entire game up to that point just stopped working because, you know, they introduced a new enemy type and suddenly it was like a perfect counter to what I was doing. So I actually just watched a Let's Play and just skipped through to all the plot scenes and just watched them all back to back. And then I was like, oh, closure. The plot is cool, though. I remember I did try and explain the plot to you over Mexican food. And it was like this weird rambling. It's like, and then he goes up into path space and he's like this immortal being and then like an hour of rambling. And it was all a lie. Something, something, something. It was all a lie. Yeah. Spoilers. Thanks a lot, Ting. It's all right. It's like a 20 year old game. 20? 10? Dunno. It's beyond the statute of limitations for spoilers. Actually, is there a statute of limitations for spoilers? If someone was to spoil Fight Club for you right now... I mean, don't spoil Fight Club. It's okay to spoil Fight Club. Really? Hey, I, I haven't watched Fight Club, man. Don't spoil it for me. It's your responsibility to watch Fight Club now, not mine. Not to disclose anything about it. But what if you were born in the year 2000? You've got to catch up. Oh, it's irrelevant to you. You're too young. You're too young. Get with the program, granddad. Yeah, okay. Why are you still playing Slay the Spire? Is it your comfort game? Yeah, I guess so. I've I've hilariously played now 102 hours of Slay the Spire, which is a lot of Slay the Spire. I probably haven't actually literally played 102 hours because often it is my... You're playing a squad game of PUBG and you died right at the start, you moron. So now you have to wait half an hour for the rest of your squad to play out the game. Game. So I will actually just have Slay the Spire running in the background and then play it. So a lot of the time it is racking up hours while I'm playing PUBG. But because it's a turn-based game, it doesn't matter. You can have it just be running and then just go back to it when, you know, you're dead. But it is actually a really, really good game in its own right. And I do often just play the daily run of Slay the Spire. It's like little and often. I guess it's like how Binding of Isaac, I managed to accrue 
several dozen hours just by playing, you know, half an hour a day. So I think it's like that. And it's just... Binding of Isaac is actually quite stressful because it's a twitchy, roguelike, action-y game. Whereas Slay the Spire is a cerebral deck-building game, so it's also much more relaxing to play. Have you played it? No. You should really play it. Well, they, they really need to make a mobile version. When they make, like, an iPad version... I, actually, you know, when they make an iPad version, I may never sleep again. But it's done. You, you've completed the campaign, and it's just a daily now, isn't it? No. I haven't actually really been trying to do this, but... The real challenge of Slay the Spire, I think, is to get to what they call Ascension Level 15. So there are three characters now. They all play very differently. So one is kind of based around attacks, one is kind of based around skills, and one is kind of based around powers, which are like the three main card archetypes. And yes, you can finish the game as each character... And the characters also have unlocks that you gain as you play with them. But there's also what they call Ascension Mode. So there's just vanilla without turning on Ascension. And then Ascension 1 makes like enemies hit harder. And then Ascension 2 makes there be more elites. I may have got those the wrong way around, but you get the idea. And so each level of Ascension adds a modifier that makes the game harder. And, you know, like the ultimate challenge is to finish the game on Ascension 15. I'm on, like, Ascension level 2. But I haven't really been trying to climb to, you know, 15. I mostly just play the daily because it's soothing. And the daily is really easy compared to the regular game, even. Because the daily gives you these modifiers, but usually one of the modifiers makes the game really easy. So it's just quite fun to play and just try and get a good score. Shall we move on to this team sale? Yeah, let's move on. What did you buy? What did you play? I didn't really play anything. I played, I mean, okay, I played some random games. I mean, actually, this probably isn't even related to the Steam sale. I played things like Tab G, you know, like Totally Accurate Battlegrounds, which is the Mega Jank Fest, Springy Sproingy, PUBG. Wibbly Wobbly. Exactly. But, you know, these are all just things to play when PUBG is becoming player unknown server downs. So, putting that to one side. The Steam sale. Um, do, 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 do. Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, so what did I buy? Tabletop Simulator is one of them. I actually bought a four pack of Tabletop Simulator. I haven't given the other three copies away yet. Would you like a copy of Tabletop Simulator? I think so. No, oh, I'll send you one. I've watched on Twitch. They just, oh, we're, ch- we're changing games, guys. We're going to play Tabletop Simulator. And then from that, you can pick. Well, there's kind of like mods for most popular games. Why did I buy it? Twofold reason. Number one, I've been playing PUBG with my friend Roger, who is now in California, 15 hour time difference and terrible lag. And we were saying, we should try playing something else that is like less lag dependent. So I was thinking, hey, we could try playing a board game. Might be fun. And so I bought this four pack and then I realized, oh, wait, he doesn't have a Hong Kong Steam account anymore. I can't actually gift this to him because Steam regional restrictions now. Doesn't matter. He can just buy his own copy. We haven't actually tried playing it yet. And then the other one was because of 
crazy expensive board games and we were thinking we could just try it out on tabletop simulator first someone suggested hey why don't we play gloomhaven it's like a 400 usd board game the shipping alone is a hundred dollars a hundred us dollars to get it here and we're like well before we decide to buy this insane board game or maybe we'll never buy it in physical copy why don't we just try playing on tabletop simulator we haven't actually done this yet is it there i think so i think we found a mod for it Anyway, it's all thought crime at the moment. We haven't actually played any of these games. I literally bought it and haven't, I haven't even installed it or gifted the other copies as per usual for my Steam sale purchases because I am SMRT. Other things I bought. Super Michael. (laughs) This is a Simpsons reference. Do you know this? No? No. I am so smart. SMRT. I think that's how it goes. Something Homer says. Okay. Okay, Super Michael. I don't know what with Super Michael, because obviously it's Sir Michael. My other Steam sale purchases. Yes. I bought Finding Paradise, which is the sequel to To the Moon. Did you find it? What do you mean? Did you find did I find it? Yeah. Oh Paradise. Uh no, because I haven't played it. I did install it. I don't know when I'm gonna actually play it. I don't know if it's going to be a disappointment. I should probably play it to find out. To the Moon, another game with beautiful music. So I mostly bought this because of the memories of To the Moon. But To the Moon also had practically zero gameplay. <laughs> so we'll see. I have to be in the right mood for it. I bought two kind of lo-fi games called Refunct and Swarm Lake, both made by the same dev. They both cost like literally like one USD kind of price, I think. So they're really cheap. Are they really lo-fi? They're just kind of interesting indie games. They look like the sort of thing I would have put together if I tried to make a really like polished programmer art kind of game. They just seem to be interesting explorations of gameplay mechanics. Like Swarm Lake kind of looks like Devil Daggers, but it's all like polygony shapes. Don't know. For some reason, it just caught my fancy, so I thought, you know what the hell, let's buy it. And then I installed it, and then I haven't played it. Is it because you're running out of things to buy now? <laughs> it was actually, you know, they make you do the. They don't make you do anything. Actually, you're right, but they incentivize you to go through your discovery queue. So. They actually came up in my discovery queue and I thought, oh, you know what? Why not? They're so cheap. I actually got a lot of stickers from this event. Stickers, trading cards, whatever. I I crafted the badge like six times. I had enough trading cards and sets of trading cards to just literally make six, level six of the badge, which surprised me. That means you got 60 cards? Yeah. Which weren't? Which weren't duplicates. Yes. Yeah, surprising. Well, duplicates, because you need to get them six times, but... Yeah, six sets. The last game I, air quotes, bought, but didn't actually buy it at the last minute, thankfully. Like, literally, I saw this game, and I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to buy that. Amazing, it's on sale. Added it to my basket. Was about to click buy, and then I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't this in a humble bundle? And then I checked my humble bundle unclaimed keys, and discovered, 
Yes, it wasn't a Humble Bundle, and I bought it because this game was in it. So, Rakuen, which is some twee adventure game. Main thing is it's made by Laura Shigihara, who is actually the singer from To The Moon, to bring it all the way back to the first game. First game? Second game we mentioned. Whatever. To bring it back to To The Moon. So she sang on the soundtrack of that game, and then she made this game. So... I was quite interested just purely for that. But it turned out I'd actually already bought it, so I didn't need to buy it in the Steam sale. I just had to claim my key. Did you buy anything? No, I never do. Oh, I bought Prey. Oh, you bought Prey, yeah. I actually already had Prey, so Prey kind of was on my backlog, actually. I actually had already bought Prey in the Christmas Steam sale. (laughs) When it was also 50% off, so at least there's that. And did you play anything for the spring cleaning? I did. I even downloaded the the free games this weekend. Really? So did you, though. Did I? You said you downloaded City Skylines. Oh, but I already owned that. Oh, I downloaded Borderlands 2. Okay. And Shadow of War. Oh, is that free this weekend? Well, that weekend it was. Oh, okay. the, The Lord of the Rings one. Yeah. I didn't download that. Oh, that was terrible. It, it was. It took forever to download. And I didn't listen to your advice. Well, my advice? It wasn't my... I didn't give you this advice. I just told you this is what I did after the fact. Your tip, then. My top tip. Mike's top tip for Steam Spring Cleaning event, which has already passed and is useless. This is a useless tip for the past. For 2019. For 2019. If they do this in 2019, when they say, hey, play one of these games to get your Steam cleaning badge, just pick the game that's the smallest download. I literally did do this. I clicked on it, clicked install, and I saw it was like 20 gigs. I was like, forget that. Click the next game, 100 megs. All right, let's play this one. Unless it was a game that I wanted to play for other reasons, like City Skylines. Ah, oh, I, I started Witcher 2. You started Witcher 2? played for 10 minutes. You don't care about story, though. So I guess you can pick it up and put it down. Well, ten, to be honest, 10 minutes is enough to safely play it and not get into the story enough for it to be a problem to put it down. Yes, exactly. Safe. That's the problem with this steam cleaning event. 10 minutes is... is They should put a timer on it. I know it blocks me from getting any achievements, but it's the right thing to do. You want them to make you play for longer? Yes. I think that's up to you, surely. Okay, fine. Don't try and impose this system on on everyone else. Because you have weak discipline. Yeah, if you want to play the game, then play the game. If you're playing it just for the achievements, you know, then... If you care enough about stupid achievements to play a game for two minutes just to get the achievement, then that's your own problem. Like me. You know, the sad thing, I didn't even get the highest level badge... So I didn't even get the random cardboard box that you got that actually gave you clothes for your little alien thing during the summer sale. Because, actually, I guess it's not for sad reasons. Like, I was actually out. I was actually, like, out and didn't get back till, like, one in the morning or something. And then that meant the day had rolled over, so I missed a day of playing the whatever games. But, you know, I guess that just meant I had a social life, so I suppose that's not a bad thing. But I was just like, grr, Steam, you've robbed me of this badge. My attempts to leave the flat have caused me to miss out on this pointless piece of pixels. See, it is a disorder. <laughs> hey, we haven't got there yet. It's not ra- it's not rapid fire yet. 
we're still on rambling. I've been playing some World Cup 98. And that's not true. I've been playing some World Cup 2018. <laughs> some World Cup 98? It's because of the stupid Three Lions song. Are you seriously Three Lions 98? Three Lions 98 is an abomination. Three Lions 98. Sorry, I'm tangent club time. <laughs> what? There's two versions of Three Lions, right? Yes. There's the original Three Lions, and then there's Three Lions 98. Yes. Three Lions 98 is terrible. It's the same song. You don't, you don't do lyrics, do you? No. The Three Lions lyrics... I shamefully actually like quite like them, and I know them. Those three lines ninety eight lyrics are dreadful. They're just like, oh, let's shoehorn these other words into the same song. Do you have any examples for me? I, I haven't memorized three lines ninety eight because it's an abomination. Anyway, I, you know what? Seeing as we're here, I'm also going to point out: Have you realised it's fifty two years of hurt this year? Fifty two years of hurt. In case you're not familiar with the song Three Lions, which if you're not from the UK, you probably wouldn't be. It was released in 1996. The last time England won the World Cup was 1966. So it has a line in it where it goes, 30 years of hurt hasn't stopped me dreaming. So it's now 52 years of hurt. 52 years since we won the World Cup. It's a long time, man. Time is a bastard. If that's what you're going for, I don't know what, what which angle we're going for there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Sorry, anyway, having derailed you, you've been playing 2018... FIFA 2018 World Cup. So I've actually been playing FIFA whilst I'm watching England play. And I've won the World Cup with England, virtually. Nice one. That's it, that's what I need to say. <laughs> we don't have that bad a team. That's your cathartic... Do you ever do that? I don't know. You don't watch any sports. You don't try to play out a fixture at the same time to just to feel better about yourself. Yeah, I actually don't really watch any sports. Does PUBG count? No. Not until it's <laughs> esports and then you've, <laughs> you've got a team to support. I don't know how that's going to work. Because you have to be very meta. You'd be, you have to manage the te- your esports team playing PUBG in a game. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even be playing PUBG be mentioning your men playing PUBG. You know, this just occurs to me that this is a game that doesn't exist yet. An eSports manager game, like CSGO Manager or PUBG Manager. Exactly. We should just call it eSports Ready or something. Patent pending, trademarked. <laughs> you have to, you know, find the house, recruit the guys, what facilities are you going to give them? What strat are you going to go with? Which events you can sign up to? Rush A. Is it Rush A? Is it Rush B? Rush Z. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'm not good at Counter-Strike. And I finished Overcooked with my family. With your family? Your family in England? Yes. So you, play, this is, you played this in the UK? Yes. And you finished Overcooked? Yes. Three stars? Yes, everything. <laughs> what? Are you serious? I'm serious. You know what? I'm actually genuinely impressed. This is quite rare. I'm genuinely, <laughs> genuinely impressed. Three stars. Yes. Wow. And we didn't use Kevin. It would never <laughs> been possible with Kevin. <laughs> okay. I'm less impressed now. You told me you didn't use Kevin. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Nice one. Wow. It's really good. You're going to have to show me how it's done at some point. Yeah. You well, actually had, you played four players? Yes, of course. Wow. Well, we can join in. I say that. I always say that. Then you buy the game and no one plays. <laughs> this is what always happens to me. I'm like, oh yeah, we should play this game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bought four copies. <laughs> Silence. Well, this, yeah, Overcooked 2, we'll talk about later. <laughs> Am I dreaming or am I awake? When I awake, will I face the worst parts of myself? I need to listen to that quiet voice calling me. Post E3 wrap up. E3 post mortem. Is there another term we can use, which is brighter? Apre E3. I don't know. The first one was better. <laughs> okay, fine. Anyway. You probably weren't that bothered about E3 beforehand. You probably aren't bothered by E3 after the fact. Are you? Sorry. I'm trying to bring a downer on it on purpose. I don't think I was super hyped about it. That's true. But I I did watch a bunch of the videos. So we've each picked some. Yeah, but I want to change my mind. Actually, I was quite excited. There's quite a few interesting bits and pieces, which I've not mentioned here, but let's go with this list. No, no, no. Tell me what you were excited by then. Dreams. Did you see any dreams? I actually didn't watch dreams at E3. Have you seen any dreams in general? In general? Yeah. Okay. Referring to the game. Yes. Yeah, I saw the trailer. It does look good. I heard it got very highly lauded. Yes. I haven't actually seen the E3 this year footage for Dreams. It's basically Little Big Planet in proper 3D, right? Yes. That's its thing. I think it all d- depends on the creators, what they can create, really. At the moment, what they've created looks stunning, but that's because... It's been made by actual designers. <laughs> they've been doing it for years. Maybe these things just take years to put together. But it's very creative and they've really, they've named it very aptly. It feels like I'm just walking through my dream. But who knows if there's any more gameplay on top of that. I do think it's going to be interesting. It's difficult to make one of these kind of designy games really good because you have to get the balance right. You, You need to make it easy to use, but at the same time you need to make it powerful. I do remember thinking this, like, this is like some anecdote back from like years and years ago in my job where people wanted to make this like, you know, user interface configurable. And I was just thinking, just learn to program, mate. Like, that's the best way to make it configurable, just change the code. And then, you know, if you think about it, what is Dreams? Like, if you made it the most configurable thing possible, it would basically be what? Like the Unity editor or the Unreal editor? But... You kind of need to try and make it as powerful as that while also making it easy. And you, I guess you want loads of pre-canned graphics and effects and everything. I mean, that's the thing that most people, myself included, are going to have a lot of difficulty making. You know, n- most people aren't artists. It could be exciting. I can dream. <laughs> we can all dream when it comes out in... Well, you, we can't all dream. Let's be fair. We can all dream if we have a PS4. <laughs> 
well, I was going to say any one of us <laughs> out of the two, out of the two of us, any one of us can dream. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Ting? You don't dream anymore. I don't. It's true. Yeah, I don't dream. That's no, right. I take it back. I'm sorry. I've just killed you. Uh, you can still dream. It's fine. Stop choking me. Sorry. How do you follow that one? I guess Sekiro, Shadow to Die Twice. Actually, you know what? I don't even know why I'm picking this one. Because it's by From Software. That's that's literally why I'm picking it. I mean, this one is, in a derogative way, this one is Ninja Souls. It's basically Dark Souls of Ninjas. Or is it with Samurai? Samurai Souls? I don't know. It's a guy, he's got like a mechanical arm with a grappling hook on it. And it's set in Japan with ninjas and demons. It will probably be good because it's a From Software action-y, fighty, brutal game. That is surprisingly all I have to say about it, though. That's fine. We haven't got much time. So the next one? Death Stranding. What is this game? Tell me, Ting. Please explain. You're a delivery man. You know, you're just, you're just delivering shit. Simple as that. In a post, post-something world. And, and, you're, and you're high most of the time, I think. And you're high most of the time, you think? I don't know. Well, the rain appears to make you older, and there are strange figures, and you have a baby-powered radar. You're definitely high all the time. It looks weird. But it's open world, like Metal Gear. Even more so than Metal Gear, like Fallout. It looks ludicrous. It looks literally like you're just delivering large sets of boxes, and then every now and then weird grey figures come and giant things with big strings attached appear and then everything explodes into, I don't know, stuff. Then suddenly invisible handprints, babies and water bears? What are those things called? I can't remember the scientific name for them. Water bears. The things (laughs) that are practically indestructible. I have no idea what you're talking about. You put me off with water bears. What? That's the colloquial name for them. Those things that are really hard to kill. In what world? Like they can survive boiling water and they can survive being frozen and stuff. They're these tiny microscopic life forms that are practically unkillable. And they have some scientific name that I can't remember. Mm, This is really going to bug me. But I think they're colloquially called water bears. Okay. And... In this game, there are giant ones of those, and you see the lady eat one. Do you? Yeah. Maybe it's not in the main trailer, maybe it's in like some addendum to the trailer. Whatever, anyway, we've already talked long enough about this nonsense. Next game. Overcooked 2. You can't wait. It's August. Oh, wow. Okay, you don't need to wait. I don't need to wait. Online multiplayer, so you can join us. Online multiplayer, so we can we can have a lag fest. <laughs> We can go on Discord and I can be shouting, Onions! Onions! But there's no passing of things to each other in the first one. And if they don't have that, then lag doesn't matter. But you've got to put things down and pick them up, right? You're just going to put it down on a surface and the other person's going to pick it up. How quickly does that happen? Not that quickly. I don't know. I'm sure we'll still be bumping into each other and it'll be chaotic fun. So long as it's fun. My main observation of this from seeing the E3 footage, the new thing in this one is that the environments transform, right? So there's the level where you're on a hot air balloon 
and then it crashes into the jungle. So you're in the basket of balloon making salads, and then you crash and you're making sushi. Is that right? They can change the menu as well. It changes the menu as well. Yeah. Did I watch more of this than you? <laughs> Evidently, I would say when you're on the hot air balloon, where are you delivering the food to? Do you actually just like throw it off the edge of the basket? Obviously, and it's just landing on someone underneath, just feeding the birds. Just feeding the birds. You just like throw it off, and the birds like dive bombing to like eat the salad. All right, all right. Next, Starfield. I just watched a teaser. Which told me nothing. There was only a teaser. We actually know nothing about this other than the name, as far as I know. It's as pointless as the Elder Scrolls Six teaser. It's like, yay, writing, and yet I suggested this. So what? Space Skyrim? Yeah, it's going to be Skyrim in space, right? Maybe. Yes. No Man's Sky with a AAA budget. No, not No Man's Sky. Compare it to Mass Effect. Don't compare it to No Man's Sky. Mass Effect and No Man's Sky are completely different games. I know. I'm saying that. It's going to be totally different to No, no Man's Sky. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Cyberpunk 2077. Is that all Starfield gets? Yeah. It's nothing. It's, like, it's a freaking title. Current gen, next gen. Is it? I don't know. I thought you'd say something. <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. Just, I don't know. <laughs> why, why, why are we listening to this? We have nothing to offer. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Come on. Sorry, what's the next one? Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, man. So, gameplay was shown to everyone, if you're in the media, behind closed doors. Where, where's our gameplay footage? We didn't sign up. We should just signed up. We should have just signed up. And they'd be like, yeah, here are your press passes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've got our press passes. <laughs> it's too late. Sorry. We've booked our rooms. <laughs> it's like, how many listeners does this podcast have? Enough. Enough. That's the right answer. So we haven't seen the gameplay footage. But we know a lot about it. It looks amazing. How do you know this? <laughs> I'm, I'm just speculating. Astral projection. I just separated my soul from my body and, and travelled there and watched it. And then followed the silver cord back to my corporeal form. So you're talking at your ass then? <laughs> yes. It's fine, you can dream. So <laughs> no, you just said I couldn't earlier. <laughs> sorry, sorry. First person, immersive sim. Huh? No, it can't be. What can it be like? How would you try to summarize cyberpunk to someone who's not seen it? The Witcher 3 with guns, first person. Presumably. That's my speculation. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's going to be an immersive sim, but games like Deus Ex or Dishonored or indeed Prey you generally have an objective. You have like a short-term objective to fulfill. And my completely unsubstantiated impression of Cyberpunk is that instead it's going to be an open-world game, but with the kind of gameplay of one of these immersive sims, which I think will be amazing. It will be amazing. But they may lean too much to shooter. But we'll see. I think Gamescom. I think... They'll show it to the world in Gamescom. Fallout 76. Country roads, take me home to the place. I really can't sing. It's bad. You really can sing. I belong. Oh dear, that was West Virginia. Yeah. 
I like the trailer because it had country roads on it. I'm surprisingly less excited for this than you would expect. Purely because I'm really sceptical about how a multiplayer Fallout game is going to work. Did you not watch the documentary? Yeah, I watched the documentary. Then you know how it's going to work. Yeah, but I'm really sceptical about whether that's going to be fun. It's totally going to be fun. Oh, okay. Uh, th- that's me told. Yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to... Well, did you not watch the two documentaries? So, Did you watch both the documentaries? Yes. So no clip put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah I watched both. I think that, that built up a ton of hype, and that's the best marketing you could ever do. I'm going to wait and see. It's only in November. I mean, my expectation for how fun this will be is that it will be kind of like Ark. That's not fun. Well, actually, Ark was really fun for a little while. The problem with Ark is that you could never stop because when you weren't playing, your body was just out there in the wilderness. And unless you played Ark, like, every moment of the day, at some point you would just die and all your stuff would be looted and you'd be back to square one. So maybe it will be a bit like Ark, but less unforgiving. And maybe that would be fun. But the problem is, I can't afford for it to be really fun because, you know, I have other things to do, like PUBG. So. No, you don't. You don't play <laughs> PUBG anymore. You're right. I know. I know. It's sad, sad times. Yeah. So. But honestly, I don't think I can afford to put that much time to Fallout. I've said before, the Elder Scrolls games, the Fallout games, I really enjoy them. But at some point, I just mainline the main quest to get them done and then put them down because otherwise, they're just like, a dangerous time sink. So after watching these documentaries, I think I got them all wrong. You know, I've done what Jonathan Blow said when people reviewed his game saying they, they gave him a good score, but they didn't know why. I feel like I'm one of those people who just didn't get Fallout or get, well, I've not played Skyrim, so I don't know Skyrim, but I didn't get Fallout. And now I've seen it in a different light altogether now. So are you going to play this game? I'd really like to. Are we going to play it together? I need someone to break my legs. <laughs> what? Oh, so you can't go to work? Yeah, and I can claim some sort of insurance. (laughs) Okay. Because not only, it's not, it's not the financial is not a problem, it's sympathy from my wife. That's what I need. Okay. So fix it for me. But I will not. (laughs) But but I'll deny all knowledge. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. The next game. Forza Horizon 4. This is your choice. It's set in the UK. You'll be driving cars that you want to buy, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to buy cars then. But anyway, it's in the UK. The home city is Edinburgh. And you get all four seasons. They're making a big deal. All the tracks will change dramatically through the seasons. It's like watching Top Gear, but you're playing the game. Old, good Top Gear. (laughs) I'm usually not into driving games. I did weirdly get quite into Gran Turismo, the first one, this at is one new. point. This is news to me. Yeah, but it was it was short-lived. You're going to buy it, I expect. I'll just take a look at how it works out for you. I knew because Andrew really likes it. So he sold me on it. Andrew, someone we both used to work with, yep. for context. Andrew, if you're listening. Hi, Andrew. The last of us two. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do that? I don't know. 
You watched the trailer? Yes. Was there actually gameplay or was it just that footage? Was there live gameplay shown? Yes, there was two trailers. One... Oh, no, no, it was just one. It was just one trailer, but it was it mixed like, in with yeah. gameplay. Oh, it's too brutal. I've forgotten how brutal that game is. It was very brutal. One thing that didn't happen, thankfully, because that would have been proper nightmare fuel. <laughs> Ellie... Sorry. Ellie is a carrier of the fungus, right? But it just doesn't affect her. But when she kisses the other person, I was briefly thinking, oh no, she's going to pass on the fungus and it's going to be horrible zombie moment. Wow. But, but thankfully that didn't happen. Actually, I guess also, actually it could still happen because the fungus has got quite a long incubation period, doesn't it? Let's hope it doesn't go there. You know, that's... If it goes there, we're, we're selling this. We're like, we were there. We were there. Prediction. Predi- saw it from a mile away. But it didn't go there. Instead, there was, but there was a weird, brutal juxtaposition from, you know, the two of them come in and they kiss. And then it's like, bam, rainy wilderness and executions and grabbing the bottle and slamming it and shooting them with arrows and stuff. I don't want to go back there. So what you're saying is you're not going to play The Last of Us 2. Well, they've started saying that, I say they've started, there are rumours that there is a second character who will accompany you on the trip, and I, I will need that light relief. Even if it's a pet, it would make all the difference. Are they going to pull an MGS2 and it's going to be Raiden? <laughs> I just want a sweary little boy. A sweary little boy? That'd be fun as well. That'd be... Imagine, imagine this is a foul-mouthed boy. You know, or it's just like Kratos' son. And Ellie's like, boy, boy, what do these runes say? I can't read Nordic. I can't say anymore, otherwise I'm just going to offend people. All right, so we move on? Yes, please. So, my last pick. Tetris Effect. It's weird this is my last pick, actually, because we haven't talked about Smash Brothers, but weirdly... But it's not your pick, we're just, it's not honourable mention. Honourable mention, honourable mention. Yeah, Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect surprised me. Because it doesn't look like Tetris at all. The trailer for Tetris Effect is talking about the Tetris Effect, which is where people start to dream about Tetris. And it's just got weird, trippy visuals, and I was like, this is stupid. Who's going to play Tetris when it looks like this? It's the most distracting thing imaginable. But then... The music is like swelling and then the vocals come in. really haunting and and i'm gonna say the word beautiful again i really liked the music i thought it was incredible i actually tried to shazam the track and then i just tried searching for the lyrics of the track and you know everything couldn't find it and i was like oh wait it's a new piece and then i realized it's made by tetsuya mizuguchi who is the same guy who made rares and lumens children of eden every extend extra blah, 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 blah all these amazing rhythm music games so Probably shouldn't have been surprised. So you sent me this link of this trailer and I thought, where's the gameplay? And I just realised today it was the music that got you. Yeah, nothing to do with the gameplay. 
literally nothing at all to do with the gameplay. The gameplay is Tetris. But not. I couldn't work it like, well. It's weird mesmerizing Tetris, and it has this strange kind of focus meter where you can like pull the triggers and then everything kind of stops and you can just keep making lines that don't disappear so you can make a dodecatrice which is like 24 lines or something but whatever that's irrelevant it was actually for the music and the have you ever played lumens nope lumens is another one of these weird trancey kind of you can't obviously tell this on the podcast when you're listening but i'm gesticulating with my arms to try and indicate what lumens is like this is not helping ting understand at all <laughs> just imagine so am I dancing to EDM? But not very compact. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Lumens is on Switch now, actually. You should buy Lumens. I should buy Lumens. I had it on PSP. Okay, whatever. Enough of this. Just go watch the Tetris Effect trailer. No, wait, wait, wait. Go listen to the Tetris Effect trailer. Two more? Two more? Yeah, you said you wanted to talk about Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. Smash Brothers. Actually, I just was gonna say i feel like we should talk about it because it, it was nintendo's main thing and it was just literally it's smash brothers and it's like who's in it everyone everyone who's ever been in smash brothers is back but what does that mean it just means everyone who's ever been in smash brothers is back weren't people upset that snake's butt doesn't look as good this time i, I feel like that was a thing or maybe i just hallucinated that no it's a thing but it's it's not it doesn't look as good it's just not there this time just, he's he's flat butted it's weird it's not a case that it's not as ridiculous as before. It's just not there now. He's buttless. <laughs> He's buttless. Is there a Cantonese insult called like runway or something? It's like, are you like a runway? But that's something like flat chested. Is there like a flat butted version? I don't know. My Cantonese doesn't extend to those kind of insults. I, I actually don't even know what the Cantonese word for it is. Someone just told me, oh, the, the expression means... Anyway, <laughs> whatever. That was my main knowledge of that. Ridley's in it now. Ridley's a new character. Is there another new character? I don't know. I just know Waluigi's not in it. Poor Waluigi. He's an assist trophy. It's barely better than not being in it at all, let's be honest. <laughs> Would I buy it? I don't know if I'd buy it. Maybe if all the characters are unlocked from the beginning. With Amiibo? Oh, no. Don't go there, please. Enough about that. RE2? RE2. RE2 Remake? That was weird and cool. I just did a little hand gesture. Again, this is completely lost on you in the audio. But Sorry. with head as well. Did a little, like, head shake and hand gesture. Yeah. Remake? <laughs> so smooth. What of it? Why do we need to talk about this? Didn't this get voted... Winner of E3, like this game won E3. Is it IGN who voted that? No, I think it's the E3's Game Critics Award. So they have Judges Week before E3. So I think during that period, they voted on it, or those judges did. Okay. I mean, it does look very good. It's a very... It, I mean, it really is very cinematic. It really... It, it looks amazing. And RE2 was probably the best of the classic Resident Evil games before they all went action-y. Like, you know, before Resident Evil 4, so of the original... I say original... Whatever. Of the games before... (laughs) Of the games before Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 2 was probably the best. And so now it's an amazing-looking remake of that. 
Also, the characters look beautiful now. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, it looks weird now. They just look so beautiful because they, they actually like digitized like models, like models faces for the characters. I don't know. At first, I thought this was ridiculous. I was just like, oh, this is so stupid. They look far too beautiful to be. But it's like watching films. They get beautiful people to play characters. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, originally I thought, oh, they should have kept them looking the same. But then I saw a screenshot of what Resident Evil 2 actually looked like, not just my memory of Resident Evil 2, which obviously has the most amazing anti-aliasing filter to the point where it looked acceptable. Yeah, the actual footage of Resident Evil 2 was shocking. He has mustard yellow hair. (laughs) What's that about? I don't know. I was saying he was like a bad 3D model of David Bowie or something. It's like stretched strangely. With mustard yellow hair. Almost ginger. Nothing wrong with ginger. No, but the combination of mustard yellow and ginger together is a bit off. It's not real. No one has hair like that. David Bowie, maybe. <laughs> Rest in peace. Aladdin Zane. Is that right? Is that the right persona? No? I don't know that person. Ziggy Stardust? I don't know. There were many. There were many. Sorry, this is a tangent. Any more to say about RE2? Nope. Does this mean it's time for rapid fire? It is. I check my laser gun and I go pew pew pew! Rapid fire. Rapid fire response. It's not really going to rapid, is it? Rapid fire ramble. Okay, so we don't have that much time, but we'll just go through a few headlines and see what you think. So I've put this down as crossplay, but there's two aspects to this one. So Sony is stubbornly refusing to allow crossplay with other platforms. And then Fortnite being on the other side of this who are pushing for it. You can play Fortnite on any platform nowadays. Yes, Fortnite is free. You can play it on anything. You can play it on any iOS device. You can play it on any Android device. I say any, I mean, it probably has to have 3D graphics acceleration. So you probably can't really play it on your toaster. But if your toaster has an amazing inbuilt 3D graphics processor, you probably could. And all the consoles, of course, as well. So Xbox, PlayStation and Switch. And of course, PC. Actually, can you play it on Mac? No one cares about Macs. So the controversy here is that if you're playing it on a PlayStation, you can't play with the other consoles. And more shockingly, if you have ever played it on a PlayStation, then you can't use your account on any other consoles. So most people discovered this when they may have been playing on PC. They then could play on PlayStation with the same account and keep all their cosmetics and battle pass and everything. No problem. Then the Switch version came out and they thought, oh, amazing. I can play it on the go. So they tried to log in on their Switch. And sorry, this account is linked to a PlayStation account, so you can't use it on another console. Cue outrage, pitchforks, torches, marching on Sony's headquarters. Are you outraged? No, because I play PUBG, not Fortnite. But if I did play Fortnite, I would be outraged. I mean, I do love a good outrage, so I'm tempted to pick up Fortnite just to join in. Were you... Log into your Sony account, connect that up first, and then (laughs) try and use it on the Switch. This is an outrage! How dare they? Sir Mike is now outraged. I actually have no cosmetics, so it makes no difference. 
We can buy some first. We can buy some first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, I guess they're, they're concerned that you might buy cosmetics, I guess, with like Xbox Live money or Nintendo coins or something and then get to use those cosmetics on PlayStation without paying for PlayStation money. I don't know. It's all stupid. If Sony was hosting the servers, then they have skin in the game. Fair enough. I mean, now they're just literally, I don't know, they're just like bridge trolls now or something, you know? They're, it's a completely arbitrary restriction. The thing is, up until now, even though there have been other crossplay games, no one has cared that much. I mean, it's been a minor annoyance, but no one's cared that much. Fortnite, despite the fact that I don't really play it, Fortnite is a phenomenon. Fortnite is like, if PUBG was a phenomenon, Fortnite is a phenomenon. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Fortnite, I, I almost wish I did play Fortnite. Like, Fortnite, each season of Fortnite has introduced something new. It's been mad, like the meteor, and then they cracked the sky, and like UFO laser beams, superpowers. Like, I, I almost do wish I played Fortnite, because it does look incredible. You can. It's I, free. <laughs> you sound like a stupid person right ain't, now. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, there's only so many hours in the day. I don't have time to play Fortnite. Because... As we also mentioned, I like to win. Don't want to lose against kids. I don't want, yeah, literally. I can't be losing to these 12 year olds. This is terrible. It's the building I can't handle. The actual shooty gameplay, fine. But at the end, I just get murderized by people who build like a massive treehouse above me and just drop grenades on my head. So anyway, everyone's playing Fortnite and suddenly the, you know, the, the sudden emergence of the Switch version and because so many people have bought Switches and then discovering that they can't now use their Fortnite account that they've invested hundreds of hours of time and money perhaps into portably was justifiably annoying a lot of people. So, don't know, maybe this is the pressure that will finally force Sony to change their mind or probably not, let's be honest. But the thing is, whereas before the fact that Sony was holding everyone in their ward garden was probably working in their favor you know your friends are playing on playstation so you should buy a playstation 2 now it will probably work against them because if your friends play on playstation then they can't play with everyone else so you should buy an xbox or a switch doesn't matter which one just don't buy a playstation time will tell rant over <laughs> the rant's never over. The rant's... Hey, sorry, this is supposed to be rapid fire. <laughs> this is going to be rant, rant fire. Next topic, next topic. Nintendo wants to release 20 to 30 indie titles a week. Good for them. There's a lot of indie titles. This is ports of existing indie titles, is my interpretation of it. Not that they're going to go and find some shovelware and just start, like, hoofing it into the Switch. No, there aren't that many ports to be done. There's so many ports to be done. We should, we'll port the shovelware as well. Maybe they'll do that too. They're not exactly saying they're going to open the floodgates to anyone, are they? They just said they're talking to indie devs and they're just trying to get all these great indie games onto there. There's a lot of really, 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 really good indie games. Nintendo has more announcements for this year. To coincide with Switch Online? Question mark. Question mark? Oh, it's a question mark. It's a question mark. Oh, okay. So just... So this is literally, Nintendo has more announcements this year. Yes. There's, there's no citation for this piece of news. 
Maybe I should find one for you. <laughs> Maybe you might, did you just make this up? <laughs> uh, no. Reddit may have made it up. <laughs> Reddit may have made it up. Okay, so this one may be made up, but... Um, <laughs> Don't say it. But, you just can't get the staff these days, can you? <laughs> no. Yeah, I need a new PA. No. Um, good, I guess. Mario Maker Switch, please. Mario Maker Switch, but if you need me to buy your online pass to download new levels, then pitchfork time. Why? Why 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 not just pay the twenty dollars? Oh, because you're not buying anything then really. You're buying a game that doesn't work. <laughs> yes. I mean I guess you could make your own levels. But just not share them with anyone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're right, I should probably just pay the $20. Given it's $20 annually, that's not too much of a hardship. Given that I probably spend more than that on games I don't play on the Steam sale, because I'm a moron. Because you're a responsible adult who's too busy. This was an opportunity for you to suggest what they would bring out. Yeah, Mario Maker. Is that? But I've written Mar- Mario Maker down, so that's not really you... Offering anything for this. <laughs> but that's what I wanted anyway. That's what I wanted anyway. Okay, what are we going to say? Fine, fine. They'll do Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Does that make you happy? <laughs> Touche. The World Health Organization have classified gaming disorder as a mental health condition. Would you like to know my opinion? <laughs> I'd love, to, I'd love, that's why I'm here. Garbage. Garbage moral panic. Moral panic. This is like when they said Dungeons and Dragons was corrupting the youth of America or something. Actually, the World Health Organization probably didn't say that. But you know what I mean. I can find plenty of studies that say there's no link. Actually, being logical here, I can find lots of studies that say there's no link between video games and violence that's not actually what they're saying here they're just saying addiction to video games is itself a disorder i managed to play 500 hours of PUBG in a short time and hold down a job you didn't play that much i didn't play a long time it's true i didn't play that much i could have played a lot more if only i hadn't had this job no um but it's not the amount of time it's the it's the impact on your life yes I don't know. Are games any more dangerous than any other addictive pastimes? Are any other potentially addictive pastimes? Is gambling a disorder? I'm sure it is. Yeah, probably. I still think it's probably a bit of moral panic. I mean, surely just addiction is the disorder here. Addiction to the point where it causes you to be unable to function. Gaming is just an easy target. In Uncharted... Drake doesn't really take bullet damage. So the red outline that happens when you get shot is just showing a decrease of luck. And meaning he will get shot eventually. And die. Seems plausible. You don't seem very convinced. No, I think it's fine. I think it's a neat enough excuse. Because, you know, there are a lot of bullets flying around. I think it's an amazing reason. Yeah, I think it's quite it's quite neat. It's quite a good justification. Have you seen Deadpool 2? No. There's a character in that where their superpower is just being lucky. 
in all aspects of life? Yes, basically. Like, literally, yes. Lottery. Well, she doesn't need to win the lottery. You know, if she played the lottery, she'd win, but only if winning the lottery would actually make her life better in general. That's a really meta character. Yeah. Question one. Do you find any inconsistencies with this character? It's a very silly film, so... You forgive it. Yeah. That's an amazing character. If it, if it works out, like, if it's consistent, that's a perfect character. Pretty cool. I need to watch Deadpool 2. Anyway, I do think this is a good explanation for Drake's luck. I've actually only played Uncharted 3, so I'm probably not the best person to be explaining this to. You're the Uncharted expert. You've played 4 now, haven't you? No, halfway. <laughs> what? I thought Uncharted was your jam. It doesn't really happen. There's a lot of exposition. It's just really slow going. You're like, less talky, more shooty. Yeah, more triumphant music. More, you know, escapes. Sorry, he's a dad now. Yeah. Just like you. He's everything so optimal, so he's not doing much looting yet. Half the time he's spent talking and just getting things set up. Planning for his children's future, sorting out their education, moving house to a good catchment area for the local primary school or whatever. Oh, that is some next level bullshitting there, by the way. This line, this is some, this is another level of bullshit. Do you not see it? Do you not think that? I think you're going to have to explain this to me. The fact that, you know, it's luck and not damage. Now, how creative do you have to be with bullshit to get there? It's just his luck running out. Yeah. If you think about it like that, then that has to be praised. Yeah, it's clever. I it's, like it. It's not even clever. It's just another level of... It's genius. It's genius. genius. It's so smart. Uh, genius. Okay, I think you're more impressed than me, but you, you have more invested in the Uncharted but game imagine than me. if you came up with that bullshit, though. Oh, yeah. You'd be proud of yourself, Then I'd be like, where's my Nobel Prize? <laughs> yes. I, I'm going to take the rest of the year off now. <laughs> I'm done. I just come up with ideas like that every day, so it's, it's less exciting for me. <laughs> Finally, SGDQ. Which is? Summer Games Done Quick. It was... At the time this podcast is being recorded... Two weeks ago? It is a charity speedrun marathon. They actually do it twice a year. So in the winter, there's Awesome Games Done Quick. Oh, and not in, Autumn Games Done Quick. No, Awesome. Sorry. It's in the winter, not Autumn. So also, they're American, so they would say Fall Games Done Quick if it was in the Autumn. That would be um, confusing for advertising. So, awesome games done quick in the winter and summer games done quick, SGDQ in the summer, which is the one we just had. I actually caught some of it live this year. I actually surprisingly caught the Taz block live. Do you not normally watch it live? I mean, usually I see some of it live, but usually I don't see like the good bits live, whereas this time I actually saw some of like the primetime bits live. I mean, it's on literally 24-7 for like a week. So, literally 24-7. Who's doing the, the Twilight Shift? Oh, they just they have just loads and loads and loads of speedrunners who all show up at this hotel and they take turns and they literally just go, you know, all day and all night. And yeah, the Twilight Shift, I think you were like, oh, does no one watch this? Because you have seen videos of it before or you've just turned on the stream, but it's been during the Twilight Shift. So they'll be like three guys 
on the couch and then like this empty hall behind them and they'll be playing some like weird indie game that no one's ever heard of and the guys at the front are drifting off (laughs) but if you watch like the prime time gameplay when they're playing like some major game and like the hall will be packed behind them and everyone will be cheering and stuff you know then it's a really different atmosphere so i think my favorite run that i saw this year was the mario maker three versus three blind race mario maker has come and gone from sgdq or adgdq from games done quick because i think the last time they did it, it overran by some massive amount. And so this time they kind of time boxed it. They said, well, you have six minutes to try and finish each level. And if you can't finish it in six minutes, then we'll just move on and it will be counted as a draw. But they had some amazing levels. Like the creativity in Mario Maker levels now is seriously mind blowing. It, it's, it's amazing. You should, you should watch it. You should pay $20 for it. <laughs> okay. Oh. Meta, 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 meta. Yes. So I would say if you were going to only watch one run from SGDQ this year, watch the Mario Maker block. I should really just try and play this thing. stupid game. Y- you own Mario Maker. You own it. Yeah. I actually don't know if it's going to be as fun to play as it is to watch on the grounds that these levels that they're playing are nuts. Like these are people who are really good at Mario Maker. It just seems really trolly. Yeah, I think that's what I enjoy the most. They're like, they're playing and playing, playing, and then like, oop, spikes in your face. I, I think weirdly that's what I enjoy the most about Mario Maker. <laughs> this particular guy, it, the guy whose YouTube channel I watch as well, Carl Sagan42, and he literally asks people to send him troll levels. So funny. You didn't watch it at all? No. You got better things to do. Uh, I just don't have, at least not have better things to do. I just don't have time to fill, which SGDQ does a really good job of. That's it. Rapid fire done. Not so rapid. Not so rapid. More rambly than rapid, if I'm honest. Rambly fire. (laughs) Sorry, I'll try harder for next time. I'm working, it's a work in progress. (laughs) Working harder to be more rambly. (laughs) This is the first time we've done this, okay? That's that's my only measure. (laughs) We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. And YouTube as Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. What are you grateful for, Sir Michael? Oh, I didn't think of this again. I'm unprepared. I'm gr- I'm grateful it's the weekend. I'm grateful I'm I'm grateful I got free cakes. I'm grateful I went to a conference and got free cake. I don't know if that pre-chat is going to survive the edit process, but if it doesn't then this is just a contextless. I got free cake this week. For sushi. Oh, not grateful for that. I'm grateful that we ordered way too much sushi. Way too much sushi. You were ordering and you were like, is this enough? And I was like, I don't know. It looks like quite a lot. And you're like, oh, 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 I want to add these. Is that all right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, go on then. And then it kept arriving and it kept arriving and arriving and arriving. There was like not enough room on our table to put all this sushi. Yeah, the people next to us were staring at us. The people next to us literally were staring at us like, how greedy are these guys?
on that note. So Michael says bye. Bye bye. <laughs>